point, I'm just going to stop saying take numbers because I'm just making them up and I have no idea what take I'm on. But hello, everyone. Shanks here coming at you pre-recorded from the driveway. I'm sitting in my car. It's episode nine of the Lint Roller podcast. Guys, it's been a minute. It's been a hot second. Um, and I hope you all are doing well, doing okay, staying safe. Um, I know it's a bit cliche at this point to say that, but I really do. Um, these are some strange times we're living in. Uh, I logged into the dashboard just a few hours ago, and I noticed some plays were still coming in, which was super nice to see. Uh, even though I haven't released an episode in in, in a few years, um, it is nice to see people are still coming. So if you're new, welcome. Um, I hope I don't disappoint you. And if you are coming back to listen, um, I am really sorry you're spending your time in this way, but I'm glad to have the company and I'm glad you're here. Per the usual, um, I don't have anything planned, so everything's off script, whatever comes to mind, hence Lint Roller. Speaking of strange times, today's episode is brought to you by DeGalactic. DeGalactic is a company I founded um, to help businesses create online solutions. Um, In light of COVID-19, we are offering complimentary help uh, with e-commerce platforms. So, that means if your business uh, or, or someone you know has a business um, that's struggling with sales, um, you know, because they can't make them in person anymore, the store the store is shut down, and everything has to happen online. Or if you have an existing e-commerce website that just needs to be dusted off a little bit, um, or or anything else really. However, we can help you bring your business back to life. Uh, given these times, let us know. Email COVID nineteen at deglactic d i g l a c tic.com, COVID-19 at thegalactic.com. Let us know what you're struggling with, and we'd love to help. All right, on to the show. That isn't a show because I have no notes. It's April 26, 2020. It's it's been an interesting couple weeks, not going to lie. I feel like, you know, in some ways, it's it was just, we were just celebrating the new year, and then, you know, just like just like that, um, we're here, and we're in an entirely different world, and it feels like everything has changed, even though in some ways, nothing has changed. Um, and, you know, to for full disclosure, I'm speaking from a place of privilege. Uh, I work remotely. Um, I have been for for the past year almost coming up now, um, and the, the things have haven't changed that much uh, in terms of work. I'm fortunate to still have great clients, um, a, a decent amount of work to to fill my time. Um, but even though I am still working from home, that hasn't changed. Um, everything outside of that has changed for me. Um, just finding ways to stimulate my brain um, and keeping it fresh uh, for the next day um, has been a bit of a challenge. Uh, I used to, you know, go to the gym. I used to go to coffee shops to get work done. I used to uh, go to a co-working space. Um, all that is closed. Um, now, you know, we I wear a mask everywhere. I go when I go to get groceries. Um, and it's interesting. Uh, it's, you know, it's been happening for how many weeks now, but I'm still in some ways coming to terms with it. One of the things that kind of frustrates me about Utah, well, we're doing okay overall, 
to be clear. So right now we have around 4,000 confirmed cases, 1,400 recovered, uh, 41 deaths. So we're doing better than a lot of the country. Um, that being said, like everyone else, we don't have a lot of testing going on. So those cases could spike. We have no idea. Uh, and we also, I don't know what you'd call it even, we don't have a lockdown. We don't have a quarantine we don't have an official stay-at-home order. They're calling it a stay-at-home directive, which is essentially a voluntary um, directive to to uh, follow. Um, and so people aren't following it. Um, and that's the thing. I see the common argument is, well, everyone's adults. We should let people be responsible. But the problem is when government and, and state government doesn't step in and hold people to a certain bar, there's going to be a certain amount of people who are just going to completely disregard that bar. Um, so that's kind of hard to see. Um, I still see people, you know, I go out to the grocery store, I go out on a trail. Thankfully, this is one of the things I am grateful about the less strictness of everything that's happening right now um, in Utah is that parks and trails are still open. Now, I can usually find a trail that is less crowded um, because we have so many of them. So that has been a really good sanity check for me. Um, but everywhere else, if I went to Walmart the other day, um, I went grocery shopping the other day, people just aren't wearing masks. They're not just practicing distancing. Um, even on trails sometimes, uh, there's just groups of people spanning the entire trail, and it, it really frustrates me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I mean, my thing right now is, is sure there's, I know, I know there's probably a lot of you who are, who are really negatively affected by some of this. Maybe you don't even have a job and, and, and for your sake, I really hope all this gets better sooner than later. But in other ways, it's just hard to see people being so, so lax about some of these things because I mean, I'm just worried Utah is already talking about reopening certain things, and we're seeing states like Georgia, which is it's completely prematurely, in my opinion, um, opening up so many things that aren't essential. Uh, a barbershop... <laughs> okay, a, a barbershop is, is not essential in my book. If you are uh, a barbershop owner or an employee, I understand you need that income, of course. But in terms of essential things to open, a barbershop is not one of them. Um, you will not die if your hair grows too long. You will die if you catch the coronavirus and aren't treated effectively. Or if you're elderly and you catch the coronavirus, period. So that's really frustrating to see in other states and, and seeing people complain about things like that. Like every single business, yes, we need you guys. Um, and, but we can't rush it because... Because this is only, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I see, my completely unscientific opinion is I see cases spiking in Utah before they go back down. I don't think we're near the peak at all yet. Um, and we've been fortunate. And, yeah. I, I just, I, I just ho continue to hope, you know, people in charge do the best they can to their ability. Scientists working on the problem are doing all they can, um, and I appreciate so many people who are on the front lines, um, healthcare workers, scientists, um, you know, people even working around the president uh, uh, in his task force, um, just putting, you know, 
so much effort into solving this this crisis. And um, I just hope, you know, that people will shift towards being more respectful and responsible over the next coming months, um, especially if we see something like coronavirus uh, recurring in the fall, like some experts are saying is a possibility. So, you know, yeah, so that's that's my rant. Um, in personal news, uh, I got a dog two months ago. His name is Amos, um, and he's big as heck. He's a Pyrador, which is a cross between a Labrador and a Great Pyrenees. Um, he's also 60 pounds, which means he is as big as I am. Kind of under- underestimated the uh, the size of him when I was when I was adopting him from the uh, Humane Society, uh, but thankfully I I do have a reasonably sized car. We do have extra space downstairs, so he's been living a happy life. He has been pulling a lot, which is is kind of obnoxious. Um, so once this once the world opens back up, I'm probably going to have to going to end up um, getting a trainer for him. But right now we just go on walks, and he pulls all over the place, and I yell at him, and he poops, and it's okay. But um, if any of you guys have tips for teaching a dog not to pull, let me know. All right, what else do we have going on? Um, I told myself today, well, I spent all Saturday, today's Sunday, I spent all Saturday and a good portion of Sunday just being stressed out about kind of coronavirus and just everything I'm seeing and just life in general. Um, and it hasn't been putting my mental health in the best state. So, you know, I told myself, okay, I really need to listen to the news listen to the news less because that's one of the things that's just been capping every single headline, um, topping every single story uh, that you hear uh, on the radio, um, on TV. So I was like, okay, I need to step back a little bit from the news, maybe step back from social media a little bit because there's a lot of negativity and it's no one's fault, right? We're all in a tight spot and, 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 and we're all undergoing. What's interesting about this is um, I, I remember thinking when, when this first became a thing uh, that this is one of those rare things that everyone undergoes at the same time. Um, like you think about you know, if you say you drop a dish on the floor and you're upset about that, or you uh, get into a car accident and you're and you're you're upset about that, um, and people are trying to console you or kind of uh, you know talk you through something like that. Um, but you, you think about the coronavirus, and I'm sure a lot of older people who have lived through bigger events, um, wars, and different things like that would be like, oh yeah, I know how this is. But just to me, this is like the first big event of my lifetime that has kind of united everyone in the nation. Not one person, unless they're living under a rock for like a thousand years, does not know about the coronavirus. It is nice in some ways, but then it's also frustrating in other ways. Um, It's like sometimes when I drive behind someone who's out of state, I'll be like, okay, they haven't been here before. They don't know the rules. Uh, they don't understand exactly the traffic pattern here. So I'll be, I'll be, I'll be considerate and mindful, and and try and just give them space and time to figure out and do their thing. 
versus someone who is from the area and who's driving like a maniac um, when they already know how everything works. Uh, it's kind of like that for me now um, when it comes to COVID. Uh, it's when I, when I see people not uh, respecting and understanding and, and, and just taking in the gravity of the situation, it's, 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 it's kind of shameful in my opinion. Um, and then when you see people who are actually, you know, following guidelines set forth by the CDC and, and state and local governments, um, it, it is refreshing to see. And it's really, it's really nice to see that. So that, it's interesting in that way. That is, this is a common problem for all of us. Um, in, in, in varying degrees of, uh, in varying degrees, right? Because like I said, like I started this off with, I still have a job. Maybe you don't. Um, so we're not all on the same page exactly, but okay. Going back to mental health and not talking about COVID and not, not watching the news on COVID. And then I just rambled the, the first half or quarter or whatever, however long this is going to run on of the podcast, um, talking about COVID-19. So I am going to stop talking about COVID-19 and we're going to talk about, shoot, what can we talk about? I don't know. TV shows, music. Guys, send me recommendations. I need things to listen to and watch and maybe books. Um, I haven't read a book in a thousand years, but I really should. Maybe workout routines. Um, Send me your home workout routines. Um, I'm kind of trying to figure out a whole new uh, structure for myself. I have been going out on some runs. Um, I could not find free weights or dumbbells uh, for the life of me. Um, And you might be in a similar situation, or you either had them before, and you lucky son of a... Or you shopped and you got them early. Um, I had... So I was looking everywhere for free weights. I was looking at Dick's. I was looking at Walmart. I was looking at Amazon. I settled on some from Walmart. Um, I think it was late last month. I put them in. And they said, okay, they're going to take, I think it was two weeks uh, to be delivered. And I was like, okay, yeah, at this point, um, there's no point in trying to rush anything, especially when everything's low on stock. I'll take two weeks. The day before they were supposed to be delivered, I got an email saying they were canceled. Okay, fine. So then I spent that night, I was up until like 1 a.m. just searching every single site, sites you've never even heard of, sites I've never even heard of for, for weights. Every single place is sold out. So, you know, it must be the, 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 the supply chain is, is, um, is over-stressed um, and not just the stores. But regardless, so I didn't get, didn't get dumbbells, um, but I did pick up a set of resistance bands, uh, actually just this past Saturday. And so now I'm going to be doing um, workouts with resistance bands. Uh, these, well, actually, these are called resistance tubes. Um, they're a little bit different, uh, but same concept. They have handles at either end, and they are shaped like a tube. And what you can do with them is you can like put them underneath your foot and then stretch the two handles up, and you can do curls. Uh, you can put it behind your back and do some kind of, I don't know, backward shoulder presses, something. I don't know what they're called. Um, you can kind of raise your arms out, do different things like that. So I'm hoping until, until things reopen, between my resistance tubes um, and uh, running, and maybe push-ups and different things like that, that I'll stay reasonably healthy and reasonably in shape, but we shall see. Um, I'd be interested in hearing your workout routines, uh, what you have or haven't been doing uh, around this time, or maybe some tips or advice you can send to me. Um, yeah, always here, shang at lintrollerpodcast.com. Okay, what else? 
I got a one wheel. This has actually been a while ago. I don't think I mentioned it on the pod though. I got a one wheel. Um, and if you don't know what that is, look it up because it's hard to describe outside of the name, which it is a one wheel. Think of a skateboard, except no, no two sets of wheels and just one big wheel in the middle. Um, it is electric and you kind of just balance on it and you just shift your body back and forth to steer. It's, uh, there's no remote, like some of the boosted boards and different things that have, that have popped onto the market. I got the one wheel pint, which is the cheaper version. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able We'll handle this thing, but um, I'd love to give it a try. But yeah, so I've actually, when I said I've been going on trails and things, I've been going one-wheeling. I did that today. It was a blast. Um, Found a a bike trail and just went for, you know, a a few hours, um, and that was fun. What are you doing right now? What are you doing to keep your sanity? Um, Or maybe you are just perfectly happy at home working or whatever you're doing, um, and that's cool too, but I'd love to hear how you guys are holding up during this time. All right, finally, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is just um, where we call home. And that might be an easy answer for a lot of you, but for me, it's a little bit different. Um, I was born in North Carolina, moved to South Carolina, moved to New York, um, spent most of my life in New York, and then moved to Utah, as you guys know, uh, almost a year ago. And, you know, the housing market's been interesting. Now's a good time to get a house if you are so fortunate to have the capital to do so. Uh, because mortgage rates are, are, are at an all-time low. And they're supposed to possibly be at an all-time low even, even a few months and maybe a year from now. Um, but I've been looking at houses. I've been looking at different places to stay even. Um, I've been renting from my older brother. And there's just something about that that doesn't make me feel like I'm on my own. Um, I mean, I'm on my own in every sense of the term, but just being, you know, in this in this place, I feel like I haven't I haven't really chosen this exact location. So I was thinking the other day about what what is home? Um, is is it a feeling? Is it is it a place we choose? Is it just the place we spend the most time in? And I'm honestly not quite sure. Um, I still feel. Um, a bit homesick, which is kind of ironic for, for, for me uh, because of, of other reasons, but a bit homesick for, for New York. Uh, it's where I went to, to, to high school. It's where I went to college. Um, I still have a lot of friends back there. Um, and now Utah is great, um, and I know a few people, um, you know, at different, different stores and, and down at the Starbucks and at my co-working space. Um, and now I'm thinking about maybe moving and just the thought of leaving those people behind is making me think, okay, maybe this is home. Maybe home is, is the place where you have the most connection and the, and the, and it's, it doesn't really matter. Any of, any of the other things don't really matter. It's just where you have the most connection and familiarity. I'm not sure. I'm still asking my question that, or I'm still asking myself that question a bit. Um, it's definitely interesting to think about. Uh, I, I, I used to be of the, the, the mindset that, you know, just go wherever it's cheapest or go wherever there's a place that you really love, a house that you really love. There's a lot of land. Uh, there's a great, great view. And now I'm thinking about, well, where do I, where do I really want to be? Where do I really want to spend the majority of my life? I've been kind of hopping around my entire life. Um, and I would really like to, to find that one place that I'm actually happy in, um, and not feel like I'm constantly, uh, 
picking up my roots and and going to other places. I was listening to a podcast last night, um, the Ted Radio Hour podcast, and it was on loneliness. Um, and it had, I can't remember the term that they used, but it's kind of like the people that you just, you know, but you don't know. Like the people, like the the, the cashier at the grocery store or the, the, the uh, gas station attendant or that person who makes you coffee. Um, and kind of how you know, having social distancing and a lot of places closed down has been making us a more lonely society. We've already been pretty lonely um, given just kind of how uh, people are living now uh, in terms of a lot more people are living by themselves. Um, social media has has played a, a, a role in that. And just how, you know, the, the coronavirus has, has pushed us even further now that we can't see people um, who we know but don't know. And I, I was thinking about that, especially, again, with thinking about where I want to call my home. And I was thinking, yeah, that's, that's, such, that's such an interesting thing that when I think about leaving here, a lot of people who come to mind aren't necessarily the people I talk to or I, I used to talk to every day or the people I used to directly interact and engage with or, or people online that I talk to a lot. Um, a lot of those people are just the people um, that you see in passing. And, yeah, I don't really have an answer to that, but it's it's just something I've been thinking about. Let me know your thoughts on that. Where's home? Why? All right. That will be a wrap on the podcast, on the show, on this episode. Um, it's getting dark, and I don't want to be sitting in my car anymore. So I'm going to let you guys go. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, I'll be back sometime. In the meantime, stay safe, be well, um, and wear your mask. All right, bye.